Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. Hopefully, it's welcome back. We have a brand new show for you today. This is our 29th show that we have here on our platform. Please go over to our YouTube channel, USA Global TV, and subscribe so that you can find out all the fabulous shows that we have. Our show today is Dream Believers, and I am Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. Joining me is someone who has been a guest on several of our shows, and we really just hit it off and had a connection. And now she is the guest co-host for this show. I am extremely honored to welcome Sarah Gillian to the platform. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi. It's nice to be back on your show. And now it's part of my show. (laughs) Yes, it is. How does it feel? It's nice. It's great. I can't wait to get started with our first guest. Yes, we have a fabulous guest who is joining us. She's backstage. We'll be bringing her out shortly. Before we do that, Sarah, you have accomplished so much. You've got some exciting projects that you can talk about and some that you can't. We understand (laughs) that. But you are an actress, an author. You are also an artist. And you are a social media influencer. I can't believe it's like tag, 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 tag. Like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, just unbelievable. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your background, and then we'll bring out our guests. Sure. Well, I started out um, acting as a young child and I went into artwork and then I became a professional clown and um, back into an actress. And um, from there, I went into writing my own um, series of children's books. And then I continued back into acting. So that's where I am now. Any projects you can speak about in terms well, of your work? Yeah, yeah. At the moment, uh, Jacqueline, um, I'm or Dr. Jacqueline, I'm I'm uh, currently in a series of films that are being done by Steve Oakley, who's uh, from MTV. He originated um, the Kardashians and uh, different uh, programming at the beginning of MTV. He was kind of at the beginning of that. And now he's working on a series and um, I'm involved in pretty much every film that he's doing. And it's a lot of fun. And um, actually, uh, we're filming next week a new one. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) That'll be fun. And uh, there's other projects that I'm looking into probably uh, taking part in. I don't really want to talk about them because I've got my fingers crossed that I, that I actually, uh, you know, do become involved. Um, so yeah, those are the things that are happening. 
Thanks for sharing that. And, and what I love about what you're doing is that you have this curiosity. You're you're open to new things. And sometimes in life, we really pigeonhole ourselves into one career. We do the same thing over and over again. And you and I have taken different paths. Our guest also has had different chapters to her career and been successful in all regards. So how do you actually know, Ananda? You know, it's it's actually very funny because um, I met her many, many, many years ago. Um, I think the first time I met her was in a club. Um, I went to see a show um, at the Elma Combo and she was there and she probably didn't remember me. But um, I got into the club because they thought I was part of that band. And I was very young at the time, and it was uh, during the early punk days, and um, I was always able to get in, and, and, and sometimes they'd say, you're a B-girl, right? And I'd, I'd be like, mm, yeah, sure. So I would be able to get in. So um, I know her from back then. Um, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous. So that's a, a unique story, I have to say, about how you, you actually met. So I'm excited to introduce Anada. So she basically has had an incredible career in entertainment and performing from punk singing to singing with the angels, which we all could use some singing with the angels, I feel. <laughs> and she's got so this interactive community where you actually can participate in the singing, which I think is uh, amazing. She'll talk with us about that. She's also uh, a yoga teacher, trainer, bhakti, devotional singer and poet, recording artist and love power, the band dancer. Let's welcome Anada to the program. Hi. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. You know what? I actually remember that story. I actually remember it. Really? Yeah. Like I vaguely remember you, but I remember, I remember the girl coming in and saying, "Hey, I only got in because I said that it was. They thought I was one of you." I actually remember that from the Elmo. Wow. So <laughs> you made an impression. <laughs> and being like super excited, and it was really funny. We were all thinking it was very funny. So yeah, that's really wild. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't changed much in my my looks, but I <laughs> did your hair color change? Did you have lighter hair then? I'm sort of I'm I mean, I'm well, a long time ago, right? But I'm just wondering. <laughs> well, it was actually redder. Redder. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's fascinating for me, just on a personal note, because I'm noticing, and this may be happening. I think I actually think it is happening for the collective as we are in this great birthing experience that we are on this planet right now i'm having so many very lucid lucid memories from from past and visions of future but certainly memories from past and i'm speaking to people that are having this as well and my understanding from a spiritual perspective is that um as this greater light is coming into our planet, you know, we need space for it on the inside. So some of our memory bank has to get, you know, just digested and we need to see it and kind of just let it float on and leave some, leave some more room for the great light that we are birthing into to really, you know, in, in, incorporate us, become a living part of our being. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, question I have for you. I, I mentioned to you backstage about 
the fact that this show dream believers that sometimes people are trapped in a, a rut they're they're trapped yeah. in doing the same thing over and over again and you mentioned that you've been really lucky because you've been doing what you want to do what you like to do what resonates with you throughout your career tell us a little bit about that okay i will uh, and i can talk to both of those situations so um I would say that, you know, as a, as a child, I was a dreamer, as I think a lot of us are. But I was, in my case, I was a dreamer who dreamt it, and it felt like luck to me. I can't say, like, I made a storyboard and, you know, I was like, okay, vision board, and I'm, like, doing this. It felt like luck to me, but I would hold these ideas of what it was that I wanted to do. For instance, the B-Girls, the band, um, we had gigs before we even knew how to play our instruments. <laughs> like once we decided to be a band, it was like, okay, you know, and then all of a sudden people were really interested and we had to like learn how to play so that we could actually do our first show. And things like that would happen a lot along the way, just in this feeling of really, what is your heart's desire? And as I say, like in that, in that time, I didn't, you know, and it wasn't popular, this idea of manifestation. And I wasn't constantly consciously trying to manifest, but I would hold it as such a strong intention. Like there was nothing that was going to shake my intention. And I didn't have the confidence of, you know, like a really confident person where like I could say to you, for sure, this is going to happen to me no matter what. Like you would never, I was very shy, to be quite honest. I was a very shy person. And, and um, but yet on an inner level, on a heart level, I had such dis like devotion towards what it was that I wanted to be. And this is like this word bhakti, which is a Sanskrit word, which means devotion. I've always had this with whatever I'm doing. I have devotion towards it. And the devotion is really where visioning and manifestation comes from. We have a bit of a false idea of it in our society right now. Like we think, okay, we say these words. Well, that's really helpful because the words help get our frequency there, we might vision it. But the truth is that the real manifestation comes from the heart and it comes from a communication with oneself and the greater reality, however you wish to, you know, name or experience, you know, the, the cosmic for force of creation. So I had this. And so this is what I encourage people to, to go for because everybody's got it everybody's got it. They just don't, they just don't trust it. They think, oh, it's silly. It's this, it's that. It's all these kinds of things. But it's always been available that if we could follow that devotion full on, that, that we're going to end up in it because we are um, vibrational beings that are vibrationally creating the stories that we live in. And that's, you know, that's a whole other discussion, but, but we are. And, but from that vibration of the heart and never before have we had an experience atmospherically like we do now on this planet where the planet is being charged with more and more light. And I know it looks opposite at times, but the light always will reveal the shadow and the shadow is not something negative. It is our untapped potential. It is that which we have that is available for transformation. So, be, so we can become more of what we really want to be rather than part of our life force being hidden in the shadows. So, so the light brings the shadow. It brings the opportunity for this great um, new creating creation of ourself. But, and in line with what this question is all about, this, the light that we have now on this planet is all about, it's completely about the creation of who we want to be 
it, that's actually one of its main, main focuses is that we learn that we are manifesting beings, that we learn this, how to master it so that we manifest that, what we, that which we want rather than old unresolved memories from this life or that lifetime. Because old unresolved memories will always have some kind of fear protection around it. And so it will keep us in a limited state of consciousness. This is the only reason why people do not manifest what they want is because a veil of an unresolved experience is telling them unconsciously, in most cases, not to step forward because last time we did this, we got hurt, something bad happened. So not to trust the stepping forward. But you know, um, uh, a three-year-old, two-year-old, you're going to walk them across the street, you're going to take their hand and, and show them how, how to cross the street, right? They're not supposed to cross by themselves. But if you become 23 years old and you still can't cross the street, then it's dysfunctional, right? We need to look at our patternings like that. It's at the time of the fear, at the time of the trauma, it's appropriate to hold back and to like wait and see how to reorganize this for the next time. But if it just keeps on going on and on and on, which it does, this is also one of the patterns of humanity, then it be we, become dis we become dysfunctional in terms of the great potential that we all are. Fantastic. Yeah, that is, wow. That is so true. I totally <laughs> agree. I think that that is what makes you you go for you you do you you actually I know because it's I've I live that too. I I see it's in my head. I do it goes. It just it's like a continuous flow of energy that comes from. Now it's funny that you use the word devotion because. Uh -huh. I never thought of it like that. I didn't know what the word was that I had that, huh. that was inside there that can push out. And it's the devotion to, to, to the commitment that you have to the insight, to that being that's in your, your, your capsule, <laughs> you know? Yes, that's yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that that made sense to you. <laughs> totally, totally get it. I totally get it. Yes. Ali, so. the question that I have for you is, when we think about each of us on our journey of awakening, and mm -hmm. everybody's in a different place, there's still in this world today, I mean, depending on your perspective and how you look at it, there's still so much focus on capitalism, money, tangible mm -hmm. things. And in order to step into our light, we have to view things differently. But yet what's so challenging, I think for all of us is that to, to walk in our spirituality and to, to have a life of higher vibration and more purpose, we still need money. Yes, we, we still do. need money. Yeah. So how do we, how do we, how do we deal with that and, and still be successful as a, a human being, as a conscious being? Uh-huh. Okay. The, the, the bottom line, and this, and this is, you know, perhaps a bit difficult for people, but not impossible. And it, and it requires choice because we do need to align ourselves with our power of choice is that, first of all, we need to have a real inner moment where we redefine what's going on in life. Like, what is sustaining us? Is it that money? I had one point in my life where 
It was so cosmic. I had no money. No, I had enough to buy a cup of tea. And I had a child at the time. And my bank account was empty and I had enough to buy a cup of tea. You know, I wasn't living in poverty. It was just, it was a moment in time. But I remember standing there in my kitchen and thinking, wow, I still exist. Like, I can't, like, it was so freaky that I realized that that was what came up in me that I, I think I thought, I, I clearly did. I was conditioned to believe that somehow I wouldn't exist anymore if there was truly nothing there. You know, if there was nothing left in the bank again, if there was nothing like that. And I realized, okay, I'm still here. So then what am I really? I'm not any of those things. I'm not like, that is not what's sustaining me. And, you know, people go on and on really extreme fasting and stuff like that. That's also part of the awakening. It's like, what is actually sustaining you? It wasn't the food. It wasn't the water. It isn't the money. It isn't the relationship. This is why we have to go through all these different seeming losses in our life as part of our catharsis, because we have to have that inner moment of, deciding that something else is sustaining us other than what our society out of their fear-based conditioning has decided to, you know, to, to create as an idea, as a reality about what is sustaining us and what we are willing to kill each other for. Literally, right? Literally, almost every murder, almost every death in that way has been over some kind of grasping and striving and something material that somebody believes is taken away from them, whether it's a relationship or whether it is a thing, it's something in a material way. So, so we have to understand that um, we have to have that relationship that there is something else, first of all. When we have that relationship, there is something that there is something else sustaining us and we start to have some kind of communion with that then we can go ahead and, and play and work this system as much as we want to. We can have all the jobs, all the artistic experiences, all the, you know, the making of money is really helpful. Like we, money is currency, right? In, in the Vedic in India, we have a beautiful goddess named Lakshmi who is often, you know, she's associated with, with, with abundance and wealth. And so she gets associated with money, which she really represents is, the idea that she is absolutely full, that there is nothing that can take away her fullness. And so, so therefore, like she becomes abundance. Like it is the goddess. Money is also the goddess. There's nothing wrong with it. And we can go for it. But if we go for it without thinking that that's what's going to sustain us, we're confused and we're going to end up sick in some way, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, we're going to end up disturbed in some way, especially if we're going to lose it, you know, because the world of form has you know, one big guarantee, it's going to change and you're going to die. <laughs> so it's got two big guarantees, the two that we two that none of us like. And so society doesn't like. And so that's what you really need. You need this inner relationship. It can be however you wish to have it. You need to cultivate it. And so when you know what's really sustaining you, and it's fine if it's mysterious, and it needs to be mysterious in some way because you can't explain it all. But then you can go ahead and you can enjoy all of the wealth, all of that. And, and it will be quite a beautiful experience. And I guarantee you, you'll also find things to do with it that are extremely helpful for humanity as well. Thanks for sharing your story also. Uh, I really appreciate welcome. that. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, and I just have a comment that I'll go to Sarah. I left my corporate career and I always say, you know, I made six figures every year. I just wasn't happy. I was always sick. So uh, I left it and started doing what I'm doing now. And I also had this relationship with food where I felt like 
it was part of entertainment. It was part of mm -hmm. something else that to me doesn't resonate anymore. I do intermittent fasting and food is really to help fuel the engine. It's yes. not about what it used to be. So I think to your point, there's, there's, it's a journey and we take our steps along that way. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, what do you I, think? Yeah. I have a question. Uh, you know, I know that, that, that some people are just born with these, uh, you know, just this inner knowledge and this, this way of, of, of seeing things. And it just, mm -hmm. you become more mature as you go on and able to, 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 to make it work for you. Um, but if somebody is not um, in that headspace throughout mm -hmm. their life for different reasons, do you help them to 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 become into that? I, I, I'm wondering how how that would work. I mean, I know that if you're there to begin with, it would be a simple thing. But but if you're not there, your job, if if you do do that, is quite difficult. I would assume. No, my job. You mean trying having trying to help a person see this within themselves is that what you mean or the per yes. the job of okay having a person yes, see yes. well i mean you can't force you know you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink you can't force anybody you know to see anything um if uh, so in my case i wouldn't i wouldn't ever try to convince somebody i well i mean i have <laughs> tried to convince if a person is like really close to me I have done that but it it's not nobody really likes it and I don't blame them because you kind of like being forced but you can inspire people and and I've you know I've gone through different layers of my comfort level around what I speak in different contexts you know so I would have like different personalities for different settings because I was like oh no they don't want to hear that and so like don't say that and all these things and now I'm kind of just I'm just myself wherever I am it's fine that it's different. And if you don't like it, it's completely fine with me too. I'm not going to argue with about it. Maybe before I might've argued with them about it. So now if I'm not going to argue, then that's okay. I can just be it. But you, you inspire through your presence. You inspire, like somebody might just be watching this and they, and they are that description of a person that you just had. They hadn't even thought of that, but now they're thinking about it a little bit. If they're thinking about it, even a little bit, if they have enough, um, curiosity to show up in my doorstep, then then I can work with them according to, you know, where they are. So in some cases, I give them energetic techniques, maybe breathing techniques or yogic techniques, or even movement or dance techniques or sounding techniques that help to move the energy because we are vibrational beings, we are energetic beings. So it's really, you know, no, the greatest saint and the greatest sinner, they all have all the same components inside themselves. It's just a matter of how their energy is flowing. One of them is aware, you know, the greatest saint is aware that, that they are one with the cosmic reality, that grace is around them all the time. The greatest sinner still has the cosmic reality in them and all the grace around them, but they're just not aware of it. So all we want to do is increase people's awareness. So that can happen through conversation. It can happen through, you know, examining life situations. In my case, I do readings. If a person is, is at that stage where they're actually open for a reading, then we can go right into the, um, to the living library of the history of their soul 
and we can and we can bring forward the impression that is causing the greatest obstruction to their ability to be able to see that radiance within themselves. So it will be an unresolved memory. It's not past life regression where the person has to live through it because from this perspective, we're saying you're already living in it. Like you're living in the echo of it. Like the, the cellular frequency is recreating the same blockage over and over again. We don't have to relive it. What we have to do is realize that we're living in it. And then from that place, we can go, oh, I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need to do this anymore. This is a fear-based idea that I don't need anymore. So, so it is. there are many different techniques, but they all have to do with increasing awareness, um, awakening choice, because most people really feel like, yeah, I'm making some choices, but I can't choose my whole being into something different. We don't have that training, but it's true, we can. And then some relationship with grace or divine presence with them. And again, it doesn't, you know, it's not a religious thing. It's whatever the person wishes to see that as that's, that's great. So these three things, once we start to awaken that, then they've got all the tools. It's just a matter of just like Dr. Jackman was saying, it's like, then it's a journey. Then it's a journey and different people will journey in different ways. Yeah. Yes. That, that makes perfect sense. That's, huh. that's wonderful that you give people, I guess that was my question really was how do you go about it? Well, you, you've got it. You've, you give them the tools. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. You give them that the tools. Sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and in some cases they're very physical you know, and that's an intuitive thing on my part in terms of, unless they're coming to me for something specific, but otherwise I'm intuitively guided to like, oh, they really need to like move their body in this particular way. They need to do this or this breathing technique would be really great for them or this oh. recitation would be really great for them or let's do a reading, you know, and when the, when we do the readings, we're working with the angelic realm frequencies. And so those guides, those spirit guides come, I don't want to call them spirit guides, the angelic realm beings come and they, they, um, help to rewrite the non-genetic part of the DNA. So not the genetic part, the non-genetic part of the DNA. So the story is being changed, the old story that is afflicting them. Very, 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 yeah, it, 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 it does make sense to me. It, it totally does. I think that um, what you're doing, I mean, you know, it, on a, it's like you're on a small mission because you're just one person. If, <sighs> If we had a, a lot of people, you know, but um, it's 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 really wonderful to see that you know, um, you know, you've you're, you've gone through all these. I mean, I don't know, um, you know, I don't know exactly, you know, how your life has been. It's been a long time since I've seen you, so I don't know. But to see where you're at is fantastic. Oh, thank that, you. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic that you take that inner beauty and put it out to the world, you know, uh, which is really nice in a different way. Like, and I'm sure, you, you know, you've done it in many ways, but this is a really beautiful way of, of doing things. Uh, thank I, you. I it's very nice. Thank you. I have a question for you uh, along your journey and for people who are in different parts of their awakening. What happens when your community members, your family members, your friends, they're not on the awakened journey and they are somewhere else and they're kind of asking, what is going on with you? What, you know, 
people people are afraid. They're afraid yeah. of change when someone's evolving. That kind of is like a, a red flag to them that, wow, things are, are different now. What are your thoughts? Yeah. yeah, well, and of course, we've had so much of this over the past couple of years, haven't we? We've had so many families going through a lot of conflict and people and choices and things like that. So, so what you have to stay strong with yourself, but also compassionate towards the other person's fear or concern. Understand that, like, try not to get reactive in a rebellious way. Understand that they are from their own, perhaps confused perception, trying to protect you. So in their minds, in their perception, where you're going is not really safe, like for whatever reasons, for whatever reasons that they are projecting that we'll say right now, like we'll just take a kind of idealistic perspective. The person is like a really authentic aspirant. They're stepping into freedom. Well, you know, Nelson Mandela was right. It's not, it's not our darkness. It's our light that we fear the most. The planet, you know, the human beings are conditioned that way to really fear their light. So when somebody close to them is starting to really step into their light, that can start to look like they're going into darkness because they're going to project that onto that situation to try to stop it from taking place because they're really frightened of their light. The person who's stepping forward into their light needs to make sure that they actually are stepping into light, which means that they're not stepping into separation. If there's if if they start to get into a reactive state that is creating um, separation emotionally between themselves and whoever may be having a hard time with it, then that's not really the light. The light includes everybody. So we can use those moments to have compassion, to have understanding. In some cases, we have to create boundaries. That's okay, but you don't have to, you don't have to have a boundary around your heart. You just have to understand, you should expect it. That's a good way to go into it. We should expect it. Like you're going to step forward. You should expect that somebody's going to try to stop you and not like, okay, I'm ready for the war. Just like, yeah, okay, it's going to trigger people. That's okay. That's okay because that triggering is actually moving them forward. We don't know their their timing, but it is moving them forward. And, and, and it is moving you forward because it's teaching greater compassion. It's teaching greater understanding. It's all, and so that's what I would that's what I would say, but but really be mindful not to back down on something that that you feel is important for yourself. I've I've had many challenges like that in my life, and um, and I've tried it many different ways. So I've been like super rebel about it, and I've gone in all these different ways. But ultimately, the best way is in, in is in the kindest and sweetest way possible. And then sometimes, if you need to create some kind of temporary. A boundary then you do that but um you have to stay true to yourself and and you have to have understanding as to why somebody close to you might be concerned about that moving forward does that make sense yeah yeah it's really helpful thank you yeah i think you almost have to tolerate what's going to come at you yeah and, and deal with what's going to come at you because there's going to be a lot of good and a lot of bad yeah. in, in any changes that, that one makes. I know, I know for myself going through many changes, um, you know, with, with what I want to do, where I want to go and, and just, you know, any, any moving forward, there's always opposition. It's sometimes good, sometimes bad. Sometimes people, people, people react very differently to change. I think uh -huh. some people, really embrace it and love it. And some people are, oh my God, you can't do that. 
you know, yeah. why are you changed? Why are you doing that? You yeah. know, if they, they can't deal with it. I think that, that we're here to evolve and change. That's what it's all about. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, it's like, if I was still a baby, I would be really upset, you know, now, thank God I'm not, um, I've changed, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we're, we, that's what it's all about. I think it's yeah. that's what life is. It's all changed. If every day you wake up, your body is actually changed. Yes. You know, your cells change. We reproduce new cells every, every day. We're always changing. So why not evolve and change? And, and I think, but not everybody, uh, likes change i guess and has a hard time with it the ego structure is designed to keep things the same so that's this actual design i don't know if you're familiar with this word kundalini are you familiar with this word right yes bit? yeah so this is you know a sanskrit word again that is used for the divine um spiritual energy that they that in that uh, understanding it lives sleeping at the base of the spine and then it wakes up and it reunites you consciously with your divine self so you become you you realize that god is always with you and you are of god the kundalini energy which is an upward flow of energy is exactly the same energy as the ego when the soul comes into incarnating it's the same thing it's the kundalini energy but it's going downward when it moves downward it's whole purpose is to keep everything the same and to stop anything from changing because that is the and again i'm going to use i'm going to refer to a number of sanskrit terms that this is the divine leela the play of god from that perspective god likes to forget itself because it's so wonderful to remember <laughs> itself and so it's like lovers that you know have that fight because the because the makeup time is so beautiful right this kind of a thing it's like that kind of thing so we forget ourselves we come into these little separate pe people and then we feel re we really believe that we're separate and we fight and squabble and go through all this angst and pain over it and this is the ego structure it's it's a downward flow of energy and its job is to keep us the same is to stop us from changing but then all around us uh, is this natural flow of something that is constantly changing constantly changing and 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 it's what people are really frightened of it's and the and death being the greatest change of them all so but it's it is happening all the time and so we have to learn how to get our ego structure to be okay with that you know to release its fear from that and i often instruct people just like jillian was saying like you know i mean sorry sarah was saying sorry i'm not sure which name is that sarah jillian <laughs> um that uh um that when you wake up in the morning you know really all you really need to do, you know, to, to be kind of spiritually awake that day is just stop and just remember that it's already flowing. Feel that flow. Maybe you ask for, okay, please just take me with your flow today. <laughs> and you let yourself go. You let yourself go that way. And then you're going to feel like you're in this spiritual bhav, like you're in this spiritual inspiration, this devotion, without doing anything else but that, without doing anything but just let yourself actually be with what is natural we spend so much of our life force energy 
being with what is not natural, which is to try to stop everything from changing, to hang on to this person, hang on to that relationship, hang on to that child, hang on to that money, hang on to that food. Like we try, we, we spend, don't we, as a society, yes. right? We spend all of our time and money trying to stop it <laughs> when its natural state is to move. And if we would just let it move, we would have everything we need and we'd be so happy. Very true. Very How many true. great points you just made. I love it. Yeah, very, very true. It's very, very true. You know, and that's, that's, you know, letting go, when you let go of things, they do come back. Things do come back. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, holding on to money. You know, we're talking, you're talking a little bit about money to let go of the belief that you need it. It comes back because you're not, you know, the, there's, you let go of the fear and the fear is what stops that energy flow of it coming back. I yeah. know, I know from my own experience that that that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do as well. I was used to getting a paycheck every two weeks. I had the best health insurance you could ever ask for. And now having two companies, it's like every day you wake up and go, where's the money coming from? And it comes. It comes, but it's not the same as that sense of security when the paycheck is automatically deposited. But yet I hated myself for the work that I was doing because it, it wasn't resonating with me. I had a great right. career, but it wasn't, it didn't feel good in my body. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, it wasn't resonating with the soul. And that's another thing that's so wonderful about this time that we're in right now and can, that we will continue to, you know, to evolve into is that our, um, in Sanskrit, we call it dharma and karma. So our sense of purpose of life, the way that we, our purpose of life and the way that we, and the way that we make money, that they become one. So every human being on this planet has this opportunity to make these two things one, that what our soul, the way that our soul wishes to um, experience life and interact in life and the way that we support ourselves financially are in complete harmony. It doesn't mean like, like in, in Dr. Jacqueline's case, she's found an actual, you know, position where it does that. It may not be that. It may be you're, you're, you're a street cleaner or whatever, but, but you have this absolute harmony with it on a soul level, like it is where you're supposed to be. And for many people, it will be ex exactly like Dr. Jacqueline is saying, where she's found this position that is actually a, an, an employment position that is in harmony with her soul's forces it's, and it is bringing her income in at the same time. This is available now for people. So, so back to this initial idea of, of, you know, dreaming the dream and, and understand that it's not just a dream. Like you are, every single person is living in, in their dream, even yes. if it's, you know, even if it's miserable, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow, but you have that somewhere in yourselves as a dream that you're living in. So, yes. you, you know, you can change it. You can, yes. and that you're yes. meant to do that. Not only can you, but you're meant to do that. We're meant to understand that. That's why we're here. We come into incarnation because we have these unresolved karmas. This is why they say, you know, you may have heard of this term of the bodhisattva, which is more in Buddhism, but this bodhisattva is somebody who doesn't have to incarnate anymore because actually they have, they have mastered this idea that they are creating their reality. They're no longer unconsciously living in their karmic stories. Everything is conscious, but they come back to assist humanity. The only reason the rest of us come back is because we haven't mastered that yet. We still believe that these stories are commanding our life. 
and that it's not something that's actually manifested up and out of us. We come here to figure that out. That's the only reason that we're here. We're not here to become a teacher, a doctor, a musician, a poet, an artist, anything like that. We're here to figure that out. All the other things are the costumes that we're wearing to help, you know, in the course of us figuring it out. Yeah. Mm. Well, I well, guess, sure. I guess, I guess too, um, it, you know, it, the, the whole idea of, of dream believers when I, when I thought of the name for the show was that, 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 like you're saying, I, I do believe that, that each person has would kind of come down here from wherever, the heavens, wherever we're down here on earth, we're born. And there is, we have something in us at the beginning that is the dream that we feel we want to, 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 to sort of, you know, sprout out of us and, and become. And, and so it's, it's, we get disconnected though, throughout our life, uh, I think. And sometimes we do, or sometimes we don't, you know, like if you're born to, to be a carpenter, you just, you just, it's a natural thing. You just do it. It's just like, Hey, you know, and there you're, 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 you're in your, yourself doing your thing the way you came in here to be and so if you're an entertainer you're born you just you didn't wake up and say gee i'm gonna be an entertainer you were born that way and it just you can you can deny it for a certain amount of time but it's there and it'll come out and if it doesn't come out it might frustrate you and you're not fulfilling that dream that's just an example. Like, so Dr. Jacqueline, your feeling of being in a corporate world and then switching over to something that you felt was more in position of what you felt your life was supposed to be, you know, it's, it, it's more fulfilling. I suppose really it's anything that that's making you feel fulfilled. Yeah. I, I suppose. Yes. And, and so that that is called a dream because when we close our eyes and we go into dreamland, um, we dream dreams that that we think aren't, you know, uh, don't have um, that they're, they're not they're that that that's a whole other thing, I think. But I'm <laughs> I was going that route and then I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. Um, no, but I, have to, I have to interject. I'm so sorry, but we're, we're out of time. Our next show is starting right after this. And Anna, I have so many more things I want to learn from you. So I hope you'll come back on this Thank show you. or any of our other shows. But Thank what you. is the best way for people to get in contact with you? And who would you like to reach out? Um, I think probably go to my website, onlyloveisreal.com love so love is a server so it's super easy to remember and it has everything that i do there and it has you know an email contact and that would be a great way and i'd also just like one moment to say because because sarah and i started off in this music thing so i have a new band it's called love power the band and um you can you can find out about us on that website as well and we we play what we call interactive music so that the audience becomes part of the band and it's an amazing experience and we're just starting to gig a little bit now that I'm back in Toronto for a little bit and we have some really wonderful recordings. Wonderful. 
Fantastic. Please come and see us on the film and music show. We'd love to spotlight you there. And, okay. And, yeah. Thank and you. as I mentioned before backstage, I love your website. It is beautiful to the eye and there's so much relevant, important content there. So everyone, please do go over to her website. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank fantastic. you. It's been fantastic. Wow, it's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here. Look forward to seeing you coming. Thank you. Bye for Bye. now. Bye. Bye. Bye, Dr. Shacklin. Bye. Sarah, I'm going to give oh, you an still... opportunity. Yes, for, for you to, to talk about uh, how people can reach you and who you'd like to contact you. Well, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, at this point, you can follow me there. Uh, I'm on uh, that Sarah1234 on Instagram. And I actually have a YouTube channel, Sarah Jillian, that you can follow me there. And I have Pinterest, you can follow me there. And I'm on uh, LinkedIn at Sarah Jillian, you can follow me there, or um, friend me, or um, or uh, what else do I have? Uh, I think that's about it. Um, All right. Oh, TikTok. I'm on TikTok at Sarah Jillian 71 and Twitter at Sarah Jillian 71 if you want to follow me there and I'll follow you back. Thank you very much, Sarah. It was fun doing the first show with you. And yeah. for people who are interested in being a guest, you can go over to our website. You can book in for any of our shows at usaglobaltv.com. Book your session. As I mentioned, this is our 29th show for, for yeah. the week. So we are really thrilled and, and honored. So thank you, Sarah, for joining our team. Well, thank you, Dr. Jillian, uh, Dr. Jillian, <laughs> Dr. Jack. I know because she was confused with my name. Now I'm getting confused. It's okay. Me. No worries. Dr. Jack. <laughs> All right. All have right. a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to each and every one of you, whether you're watching or listening on the live or the replay, we truly do appreciate you. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Our next show is coming up. It's the United Kingdom News and Culture. And if you're not familiar with this program, we have our expert correspondents over in the UK. We have Helena Shard, Ian Pelham Turner, and also Simon McDonald bringing us the latest and greatest news about the royal family and also about what's going on in the UK. So please stay wherever you are. We'll be back momentarily in less than 15 minutes. Thanks again. Bye.